on a very special episode of the Sports Mules. We'll discuss the college football playoffs final rankings. Who's in? Who's out? Who cares? Nobody else does. So enjoy it or not. Nobody really gives a shit. So wake up, Mules Nation. Time to dig in. Good day, Mules Nation. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, thank you for making the show a part of your day. So uh, welcome to the Sports Mules. Very special episode. Uh, I am always your host, uh, loving and caring and tender, Eric Heiner. So we're going to discuss today, we're just going to go over the college football playoffs, the final rankings, who got in, who got left out, um, my feelings on everything. We'll kind of touch a little bit on where we were, where we are, uh, where we're going, and uh, if I agree or disagree with these rankings here. I mean, there's been a lot of heated uh, debate, shall we say? Yeah, let's go with debate. Debate the last uh, few days since Sunday and the rankings came out as far as what everybody thinks. And then, of course, uh, as usual, normal human behavior wanted something, got it, and then didn't want it anymore uh, because humans. And then uh, also because of humans, uh, conspiracy theories. That come out after that. So we'll we'll briefly touch on a little bit of everything because I do love a good conspiracy theory. So we'll we'll touch on all that and uh, see what I think. But uh, again, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining. I really do appreciate it. And uh, let's dive in, shall we? So where are we now? So Sunday afternoon, right when the rankings came out for the final four. We ended up with, uh, and if you haven't seen it yet, one, I don't know why you're listening to this program, uh, but two, spoiler alert, so Michigan ends up at number one, followed by Washington at number two, and then uh, chaos ensued, and then Texas at three, and Alabama at four. So Michigan will play Alabama in the Rose Bowl and Washington and Texas will play in, I believe, the Sugar Bowl. Um, I didn't do research because I couldn't be bothered. Um, either way, so that those are the two matchups. But how how did we get here, right? We started the weekend with basically Georgia at one, Michigan at three. Number two was some other school I can't think of because I don't care. And four was also some other school I don't I can't think of. Uh, it was Washington. Um, so how did we how did we end up here? Um, oh, it was Florida State. My bad. Um, so how did we end up here? So it all starts Friday night. Washington and Oregon play. Fantastic game. Uh, we discussed it in a, a previous episode. It was a fantastic game. The first time they played, it was a fantastic game. For the back the Pac-12 championship game, great way for the Pac-12 to to go out in style. Um, incredible matchup. So Washington wins, even though they're the they're an underdog. Come out, uh, kind of control the game. It's a close game, but they they were kind of in control the whole time. So Washington wins it there, sets themselves up right. Pac-12 champ, undefeated. Right, there's a theme there. Undefeated, ready to go. And now they're just waiting for Saturday to to unfold. So Saturday comes, and Texas has the Big 12 championship, their last Big 12 championship, because them and Oklahoma are moving to SEC next year. So they play uh, Oklahoma State and basically just come out and from 
start to finish, dominate, own the game. So Texas win, wins big. One, because they're trying to you know show themselves to the committee that, hey, listen, we're, we're a top-tier caliber team here. We're, you know, we're, we've proven ourselves. We're prepared for the playoffs. We belong in. This was their statement game. And they may have also uh, been playing for Bevo's cousin. So Bevo, uh, for those of you who don't know, is Texas's actual living Longhorn mascot. And apparently some Oklahoma State frat house had Longhorn uh, that was found dead on their premises. Where they got a Longhorn from and how they got it into the frat house and then what happened to it that it's dead and why they didn't make stakes, I, I, I don't know. But anyway, so then they played for Bevo's uh, cousin. So they really, Texas really had a lot of motivation. So Texas wins, which people thought was going to happen anyway. But, you know, they finish it off. They do what they need to do. And then they're just going to have to sit and wait. The two big ones for the night were, one was the SEC championship game. Number one, Georgia. Georgia has not lost since December of 2001 when they lost the SEC championship game to, drum roll please, Alabama. And the first series of the game, Georgia you know, goes down the field, scores a touchdown, and you go, oh, okay. This is how this is going to go. But Alabama responds, goes down, kicks a field goal, and then there has a, has a good handle on the game for the rest of it. Uh, and then prevails, and this was, I'm going to put it this way, this was a game in which Alabama won the game, right? It was, this wasn't Georgia losing it. Alabama won the game. So that's the one that, that really kicks off the craziness. So Alabama wins over two-time defending champ, hasn't lost in two years, almost to the day, to Alabama. Alabama's SEC champ, and then Florida State, who is, it is imperative that when they come out against Louisville, even though, right, they're missing their, their quarterback, their, their star quarterback is, I guess, a, a leg injury. He's out for the season, and he's already said that he's, he's going pro. So he's done. It was imperative that they came out and really controlled the game, dominated, and did a what Texas did earlier in the game and made a statement and said, hey, listen, we're we're undefeated. We're going to win ACC championship game. We are going to dominate this game and just solidify that we belong in the playoffs. And unfortunately, that's not how it, it worked out. Now, Florida State goes on to win the game, but it is a low-scoring game. It is tied for majority of the game. Um, Florida State wins it, pulls it out in the end, but it is still super close to a undermatched, undersized Louisville team. And Florida State goes, hey, we were in the top four. We're, tw- we're 13-0. and We've won the ACC championship. We've done everything you've asked us to do, right? We've had a set of games ahead of us. We started the season against a high-ranked LSU team. Beat them. We've done everything you've asked us to do. So let's wait and see. And uh, I'll say one other thing, right? So for Alabama, you know, the... Uh, the statements of uh, Nick Saban's demise seem to be greatly exaggerated. Uh, he's lost it, and Kirby Smart's in charge of uh, the ACC now, the conference. Uh, it seems like Nick had at least one more trick up his sleeve. Um, 
so that's Friday and Saturday, and that sets us up, right? So, you know, like I said, we started the weekend with uh, Georgia, Michigan, Washington, Florida State in the top four. So where is it all going to end? Who's going to figure out what? Uh, Washington thinks they're pretty good, right? 13-0, Pac-12 champs, we're undefeated. Michigan feels really good, right? We're already number two. Um, Big Ten champs, we're undefeated. Florida State goes, well, we're 13-0. We're undefeated and we're ACC champs. And never has an undefeated Power Five conference champ not got into the playoffs. So the real question seems to be now out of Georgia and Alabama and Texas, which one of these three is going to get in? Sunday comes, people are talking, trying to figure everything out, and then the rankings come up or they they start to show uh, the college football rankings, right? So number one comes up, Michigan. Michigan's number one, and they pan over. Number two, Washington. Okay. Seems correct, right? Seems how things were playing out. Seems how it should go. When number three comes up and Texas's name appears, uh, that's the point in which Georgia, Alabama, and Florida State are all now sitting impatiently waiting uh, for a committee to dictate their life now because Georgia's defend, two-time defending champ. Only game they have lost was the night before, SEC championship game. Alabama comes in and says, we only had one loss to Texas in a close game at the beginning of the season when we were still figuring thing out, everything out. But we just beat Georgia in the SEC championship. And Florida State says, we're 13-0 ACC champs. Can't leave us out. Um, so the committee decided, um, as we all know by now, Alabama gets in at the number four spot. So we get our wonderful Michigan, Washington, Texas, and Alabama for the final four. Our two-time defending champs, Georgia, is left out of the playoffs. Um I hate it because their opportunity for college football immortality, sports immortality to three-peat as a football champ is ended not on the field, but in a committee. Florida State is left out, again, undefeated, had some injuries, but they are left out from an opportunity to participate and take a shot at a national championship, which some of these guys will never have again uh, or may never get again, depending on, you know, if they're seniors, super seniors, juniors, whoever's leaving for portal or NFL. So that opportunity is taken away from them because of an injury, basically, and we'll touch on that real quick here in a minute, but because of an injury that they had and the kind of eye test the last couple games. So... My feelings on how this all worked out, um, I understand it. And I know there's been a lot of gripes and a lot of complaints as far as um, it's not fair. And, you know, you, you watch 
TV and the pundits are screaming at each other and, and just, it's a, you know, it's a nightmare. And, uh, uh, Greenberg on, uh, ESPN is talking about how, um, you know, this has become figure skating now and it's just eye test and figuring out and not letting these kids play on, on, on the field to, you know, have it be taken care of. And again, one, I know they're trying to, uh, you know, sell, advertising and airtime and they got stuff to fill up. But my question to them is, what do you want? What do you want? This is the system we have now. Is it perfect? Absolutely not. Will it ever be perfect? Absolutely not. But where we were 25 years ago, 30 years ago to where we are now is vastly different. And uh, let's touch on that. So like many questions in life, how did we get here? How did we get to this moment in time that has everybody so upset and so furious at so many people? Again, there's nothing else going on in the world, so clearly this should be the top priority for everybody. But how did we get here? So 30 years ago or so, right, when I was growing up, essentially how things worked was that you played your season, right? Whoever you had. You played them, whether you had cupcakes the entire season or you had um, were constantly facing top 10, top 25 teams, talent every week. You played your season, everything went. If you made it to a bowl game, you played your bowl game, who, who could have also then been against a vastly inferior opponent. But however your bowl ties were, that's where you went to, right? And then you played your games, and then uh, you know the AP would sit down and vote, and the coaches would sit down and vote, and they'd be like, well, this is everything we've seen, and these guys are number one, and they're still undefeated, and they won last night, so I'm going to vote them number one. Number one and number two may never have even seen each other, may never even had flight paths that crossed during the season, but they would say, well, this team is number one. They've been number one. So we're going to continue to vote the number one. Sorry, number two. I know you had a great season, but eh, such is life. And every now and then you would have a split, right? AP would vote somebody number one. Coaches poll would vote somebody else number one. But those were very few and far between, right? From the 60s up until the BCS started. Very few and far between, right? But that's how it was, right? No, they don't, nobody ever played each other. It just didn't work that way, right? Number one, Michigan, I'll use per se, right? They would go to the Rose Bowl because the Big Ten played in the Rose Bowl. And the Big Ten, Michigan could go to the Rose Bowl as number one and play some, you know, had a great season, good for them. Arizona State, again, never happened, I'm just saying. Arizona State could have been a horrible team, but they had a great Pack 10 at that time season, win it, get to the Rose Bowl to face number one, Michigan. Michigan destroys them. Michigan's number one because, hey, they're still undefeated. They, had a, they won a great bowl game. Good for them. Number two could have been Alabama. Alabama's SEC tie-in, they would go to the Sugar Bowl, and it could have been the same thing. They could have gone to the Sugar Bowl and played anybody else, right? And still won, but eh, that's life. That's how it worked. So we went from that and people say, hey, number one and number two never played each other. How do we really know? 
We're just going off the eye test. Sound familiar? We're going off the eye test. We're going how their season went. That doesn't seem right. So forever, the argument goes on, and then the late 90s, they come up, or we'll go with the, the BCS, right? Bowl Championship Series, where we're going to have a bunch of criteria throughout the season and feed it into these computers, and these computers are going to spit out these numbers, and, and almost like golf, right? Whoever has the lower number, that's where the rankings work, right? We're going to take the eye test out of it and everything else, and we're just going to say, based on your wins, your strength of schedule, who you've played, where they were ranked, blah, 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 blah. This is how we're going to go. And then at the end of the season, the number one and number two teams in the BCS would play each other for the national championship game, right? One more game, they would play for it. That's it. Which seemed to be a step up. But then, like most things, number one, you could usually get right. It was number two that you would struggle with. And then who was ever three or maybe four would then argue about, well, how come we didn't get in? Or how come we didn't get this? Or this doesn't seem right. And then you had the argument for that one. So it was an improvement in what we had, but still wasn't great. So we had that forever. And then finally come up with college football playoffs, right? We're going to take the top four teams. We're going to get rid of the computer. And we're going to go back to the committee. We're going to go back to humans to look at things and say, I think this team is the best one. I think these are two. I think that's three. I think that's four. So your top four teams now get in, right? We have a little bit more of a playoff, right? It's not just one and two. It's three and four. You got an extra game you got to go through to really earn it. But much like with the BCS, number one, even sometimes number two, super easy, right? I think since the college football playoffs have gone on, number one and number two have been easy. They've really had an easy role. It's been four that has always been the struggle. So we get to our four, and everybody goes, okay, one and two, I get that. Maybe even three, I understand it. But what about four? How come they got in and not over this? How come that, right? So the argument is still here. And then again, we come back to people. So we have the eye test or we have the feeling or we have the, uh, you know, Jabu from a major league in the corner. Somebody didn't do the voodoo right. Jabu needs a refill. So they got to figure out three and four, right? Got one and two down now. Sometimes three and four, we can't figure this out. So college football committee then decides okay you know what to eliminate some of this and by the way wink wink nudge nudge make more money we're going to expand it to 12 teams right we got 12 teams the top four teams get a bye the first round of the playoffs is going to be held at the schools right whoever the you know the higher ranking school is in the matchup is going to get a home game fantastic for college football right more games, more exposure. You get, a, you get a home playoff game in college football? Are you kidding me? That's outstanding. But again, even expanding to 12, I'll give you guys a wild guess what's going to happen, right? 11 and 12 is now going to be the, well, how come them? And how come not these guys? And how come not 13? Or how come not 14? Or how come not this school? Or how come whatever, right? It's just going to become another thing, right? Un un unless you have a point where we just take all 6,000 uh, NCAA teams and let them play every year, it, there is always going to be a point in which somebody says, why them and not them? It it's inevitable. It's going to happen. And like I said earlier, there is no perfect system, right? There, there is always going to be 
an issue, right? There's always going to be some misunderstanding or some, you know, I don't like your criteria for this, or I don't like your criteria for that. And figuring it out is never going to be an exact science. It is not going to work that way. But would you rather argue about who is really number three or four or next year, who is really number 11 or 12? Or do you want to go back to the old system of you played your season, played in a bowl game, and then just had a bunch of people sitting around who didn't see half of these games anyway, and then go, okay, yeah, uh, yeah, this team should probably be number one. So what do you want? So the final four ranking here, right, to get into the playoffs. So the issue seems to be, right, Texas, Alabama, Georgia, and Florida State, right? They're the four. And I I said last week, I don't think Texas is that amazing. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, uh, biased against Steve Sarkeesian, right? I think he's a, he's a offensive genius. He's unbelievable. Um, but he's had some issues at, at schools he's been with. Um, and I, you know, I'm glad for their success. And, and again, I think it's one of the things where college football is better as a product when Texas is good and Texas is competitive and Texas is competing for national championships as they are. I think it makes college football, the sport better. Um, anytime blue bloods are in there, it makes the sport better. Um, so Texas being in is really the one that I question. I understand it. Um, and I don't really have a problem with it, but I do question it for a little bit for, you know, for some aspects. The one that is really the, the, the big one here, right? The crux of everything is Alabama at number four. Um, I am biased for Alabama, uh, roll tide. I'm a massive Nick Saban fan, right? When I coached, I would listen to his speeches and I would listen to his press conference and I would listen to, you know, that you would watch videos of him at practice and you'd watch him at the game. Maybe not so much the game, but if people uh, know me and know my coaching, they would probably agree. I probably watched too much Nick Saban's coaching on the sideline, but uh, just his approach and how he felt about his guys and what he was trying to do and his purpose and his purpose for them. So I'm, I'm unapologetic about being uh, a Bama fan and and rooting for Nick Saban and, and the way that he does things. But when you take, right, everyone's upset, you know, the eye test and, you know, this is figure skating now and blah, blah, blah. When you take the actual then numbers and look at it that way between Alabama, Georgia, and Florida State, Alabama was the better team, the more deserving team. Uh, Their numbers were better. They had a better strength of schedule. They had better quality wins. They had literally just beat Georgia in the SEC championship game. What else do you want Alabama to do? Their only loss was early in the season when they were still figuring out their quarterback, when they were still figuring out their offense, that's their only loss was to the number three team, Texas. Um, 
but Alabama's numbers were just better. So if you were going off that strictly, then yes, they deserve to get in. And uh, people who you know think that Georgia should have got in, I, I, I can also see that. I can also understand that. I can also agree with that. But Georgia had their opportunity. They control their own destiny. They went to the SEC championship game. Win and you're in. You're solid. But they didn't. They lost. And to, to say, well, we're the number one team. Uh, we only have one loss. We should still get in. Is it a valid point? Eh, to some extent, yes. But you, it was a playoff game. Alabama thought it was a playoff game. That's how they went into it. That was their mindset, that this was a playoff game. We're not getting into the playoffs unless we win this, right? Survive in advance. Just like every day in life, survive in advance. And that's how Alabama went in, and they won the game. And Georgia had their opportunity, and they missed it. And the worst one of them all is is Florida State because uh, their quarterback, uh, after the rankings and everything came out that they had missed it, uh, you know, posted this message about how he, he wishes he had gotten injured earlier in the season so that everybody could see how good this team really is. And it's heart-wrenching to think that this young man has, um, one, his, his college career is over, uh, but two, the bigger one is to think that he thinks that the reason they didn't get in is because his injury. Uh, alone is his injury and he he's gonna you know bear that cross forever he's gonna think that this is his fault now the committee did say that they did take that into consideration that the you know they had the injury they haven't looked that great since it happened uh offensively defense is still super solid but offense uh hasn't looked that great And I think what the committee was really doing and their biggest fear was uh, they did not want a TCU repeat, right? TCU last year loses their conference championship, but they're still high enough that they get into the playoffs, right? Again, there's some other moving pieces that help them out, but they still get into the playoffs. They beat a Michigan team, which is in the throes of, uh, you know, the sign stealing and, uh, you know, TCU knew about it and changed some things up. How much that affected it, we'll never know. How much of it was Michigan just not being able to figure out life in the first round of the playoffs, uh, we'll never know. But TCU makes it to the championship game and then just in the most humiliating uh, uh, faction ever gets demolished 65-7. to in the national championship game. And that is what the committee has in their back of their minds, right? At the end of the day, they're trying to put the best product out there to have the best TV rankings, bring in the most money, right? This is a business. We've talked about this before, right? This is a business. Stop looking at it as, you know, your good old rah-rah, pom-poms, alma mater cheering. This is a business. And they were making business decisions, uh, if they tell you otherwise, they're lying, but they're making a business decision about what was the best product and when they didn't want a TCU repeat. And uh, one question I will ask everybody, uh, audience or the committee or everybody else who's had a problem with this, say they let Florida State in. And Florida State in the first round uh, 
goes up against Michigan. Incredible offense, outstanding defense. But because Florida State's offense is struggling right now, what if they get destroyed, right? Florida State comes out and they get a, you know, 65-7. to seven. I, I doubt that would happen with Michigan's offense. But say it's a, a 31-38-10 victory, right? And they just don't look good the entire game. Who comes out the next day and goes, God, I don't know how the committee didn't think about that, you know? Should have had Georgia in there. Should have had Alabama in there. Would have been a better matchup. This goes back to what I said before about people are never happy with what they get, right? You let Florida, you know, you don't let Florida State in. Ah, this is a travesty. The 13 and 0. This is ridiculous. How do they not get in? But if they get in and then they get, you know, railroaded, then everybody goes, ah, this is insane. Why did we let them in? Why didn't you know? Why don't we have somebody else in there? This is ridiculous. It's bad for the sport. So it, it was a lose lose situation. Committee did what they thought was was best and what was proper. To some extent, I agree with them. Right? I, I never. I'm a fan of undefeated teams or any team really being shoved out because a committee decided that they shouldn't get in. But this is America. We love committees. So Bama is most deserving out of those three. Florida State is cursed by an injury and TCU last year. And Georgia has their opportunity and fumbles it away. And then they get left out again. I don't like a championship run, a three-peat run being ended because a committee said no. But again, right, this is this is life, and they should have won the game if they were that concerned. Uh, my question with all of this now is Florida State was already looking and exploring options to leave the ACC. Their problem was revenue and revenue sharing was why they wanted to leave. But does this push them more now to really want to pay to get out of there, leave sooner, or what are they going to do? Because now they've got now Florida State can go. Listen, we're not getting the money we wanted. Uh, we we don't get what we think we deserve, and now we have literally gone thirteen and zero, won our conference championship, and can't get into the playoffs still because the ACC's strength of schedule or just thought in the mindset of the committees is so low that even this doesn't get us in anymore, right? Clemson could, could do these things the last couple of years, but Florida State is like, now this is where we're at now as, as a conference. So does this push them to, to get out sooner? I don't know. I, I guess we'll see. Um, but like I said earlier, it's as much as they could, I think the best four teams got into the playoffs here. Um, it, it, there's always going to be room for debate. That's how things work. Even next year, there's going to be room for debate on who deserves to get in or who should be where. But Alabama had their opportunity. They seized the moment. Georgia had their opportunity, lost it. And Florida State came out and did what they had to do to win. But much like the old days, didn't do enough to look good enough to give the committee enough confidence to say they're the, they're number three or they're number four, get them in there. They didn't do it. So you can't worry about other people in committees. You have to control yourself. And I know that sounds weird talking about an undefeated team didn't do enough, but sometimes your best isn't good enough. Welcome to America.
Well, that's it for this uh, special episode on Sports Meals. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you uh, would like and please, uh, you know, have a like, subscribe, send a comment. Uh, I'm not going to put a poll up this week. Um, for this one, I will do another episode tomorrow. I know everybody's super excited about it, so as you should be. But uh, we will do a regular episode tomorrow. And probably next week uh, we'll do, uh, as we get ready to go into bowl, bowl season, we'll do a, a quick bowl breakdown episode as well. But I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, threats of violence, please uh, feel free to reach out and let me know. Um, I had a good time. I like this one, right? This is this is the end of end of the college football season. Get ready to go into the postseason here, and then and then off into the future. But uh, yeah, this one was this one was a tough year for the committee, right? This was a, this was a they actually had to make decisions this year, and uh, they're gonna get some some slack, or they're gonna get some slack from me because this this was a tough one, and I think they made the right choice ultimately. So. Thanks again for listening, wherever you are, however you are. Enjoy your day, win the day, get after it, dig in, go Mules.